This is the Field of Streams Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by Fangraphs. Hello and welcome to the Field of Streams Podcast for Thursday, August 20th. I'm your host, Dylan Higgins, joined by my co-host, Brad Johnson. Brad, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing alright, and uh, the reason it could be better, yesterday I sat Chris Davis of the Brewers, Nick uh. Castellanos, and Greg Bird in various fantasy leagues. They all Uh-oh. had two home runs. Uh-oh. Like yeah. in your standard leagues? or like Yeah, your... standard leagues. So oh. I'm a little upset about it. <laughs> I could see that. I could see that. I was worried you were going to say that you like picked them in DFS and then rearrange and shuffle them. In... No, I, I didn't even have the foresight to really consider them that much yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Um, I got a tweet about Castellanos, and he's been relatively disappointing this year, but he now hits behind Miggy and J.D. Martinez. You know, and, you know, it's one of those situations where maybe not even the talent, but more the position makes them kind of intriguing. Yeah, that, and the talent too. Uh, I've talked to, uh, Dan Farnsworth, our swing guy at Fangraphs, and, uh, he's seen improvements throughout the season even with him. Uh, mm-hmm. Just, uh, should be able to tap into that power more consistently. We're seeing that a lot lately. Yeah, and he's young enough. It wouldn't surprise me if he got better. I don't know if he's going to become a star, but an RBI man at least, you know. Yeah. You could do worse at third base. Um, well, we're going to look at DFS options for Thursday, the 20th, which seems to be a relatively standard day, not a full slate, but plenty of games, all evening mm-hmm. games. Um, and as always, we start at catcher. Brad, what do you see behind the plate? Uh, there's a couple of really good options today. Uh, top of the list, Kyle Schwarber's just hitting the cover off the balls mm-hmm. ever since he's reached the majors, and before that too, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, up against Mike Fultonevich, uh, games at Wrigley, uh, decent place for lefty power. Uh, he's very expensive, uh, that's the downside to getting him, but he should be one of the better plays today overall. Huh? And yep. As a catcher, that's doubly good. Yeah, Fultonevich is so bad against lefties, so that, that's, that's some, some good things there. Do you feel like, I mean, maybe it's just confirmation bias, but had a lot more rookies come up and be immediately successful lately? We definitely had, you know, people have said it's the year of the call-ups, a lot of guys coming up, but have they been, I don't know, do we get spoiled ever since Mike Trout, you know, guys like Schwarber or Carlos Correa that come up and are immediately stars? Yeah, and these things are cyclical a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things with guys like Correa and Schwarber, uh, we're, we're likely to see some regression. You know, it's uh, if, if you think back, uh, there's a time probably oh, ten years ago when uh, Hunter Pence and Jay Bruce were activated with a couple weeks of each other. They're both just completely unstoppable. Bruce had like a 500 average. Mm-hmm. Pence had like a 400 average. They just hit the cover off the balls, and they kind of regressed into very solid careers, but um, not the generational-type talent that they were showing in their first uh, month or so of play. Mm-hmm. I think we'll see some of that uh, with Correa. We might already be seeing it. He's gone a little bit cold lately. Sure. And then uh, Schwarber, I'm not as sure of, just because he's got that high strikeout rate. Uh, he reminds me a little bit of uh, Yasiel Puig in that he... Posts really high bat pips. It doesn't really look fluky with that. Uh, just looks like he's going to be a really high bat pip guy for the most part. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll see how the career shakes out. And uh, for now, he's definitely exciting. 
Yeah, and also for every, you know, rookie that blows up that has our attention, there's, you know, five or ten ones that you kind of forget about because they don't like yeah. Addison Russell, who probably is also going to have a really solid career, but has not done much at the plate since he's come up, you know, so... Uh, I don't know. Like I said, it feels like confirmation bias, but at the same time, it's really exciting. It's a lot of fun to see these guys be immediately awesome, like Kyle yeah. Schwarber. Um, who, yeah, who I also really like, uh, for Thursday. Do you like Francisco Cervelli at all? I, earlier in the season, he was hot and kind of, you know, poo-pooed it a bit that it was all bad, but, but the truth is he keeps hitting, you know, not a ton of power and no real speed, but just keeps hitting for average. Would you like him against Jake Peavy? Yeah, he's a very solid pick. Uh, high floor, low ceiling guy. Yeah. Uh, obviously, like you said, not looking for power. Uh, really just need multiple hits out of him. Hope that he gets some RBI opportunities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'd be fine. Not exciting there. Just more if you can't afford Schwarber. Uh, who else do you like at catcher? Uh, there's uh, Wellington Castillo against John Lamb. Mm-hmm. Uh, Castillo been... Fantastic since joining the Diamondbacks in general. He yeah. mashes left-handed pitching. The game's at Great American Ballpark, which doesn't get too much better for power numbers. Uh, it's excellent situation for him. Yep. Yeah, I had that on my list, too. Uh, anybody else? Uh, Brian McCann up against Josh Tomlin, who's a homer-prone fly ball pitcher. Uh, I like Tomlin a lot in general. Uh, I don't like him at Yankee Stadium against uh, yeah. Yankees lineup with plenty of lefties. There's downside there. I feel like you're just uh, reading off my catcher list. Those are <laughs> those are my four. Um, anybody you have that I don't have? I have a few cheaper options that I, I don't mind today. Salvador Perez against Wade Miley. Mm-hmm. Uh, just guy puts a lot of balls in play. Uh, he's been a little cold lately, uh, so if you're one who likes the hot hand... Uh, might not go with Perez. Yeah, and he typically matches lefties, but he has not yes, this year. That's um, correct. Matt called okay. me out on that before, where I've picked him against lefties. Matt's like, you should take a closer look, and it's true. Uh, he's had trouble with lefties, and so you might just have to trust the talent more than the the performance this year, you know. But it's been a weird year for him. Yeah. Um, he, he's the kind of hitter I also like with the Green Monster in play. Just yeah. I think he'll. He, he does hit some of those kind of warning track type pop-ups that mm-hmm. turn into doubles there. Yeah. Uh, I think Corey Kluber was complaining about that yes. yesterday. Um, so was Irvin Santana was also complaining about Yankee Stadium. It was a day to complain about hitter parks, I feel like, because <laughs> uh, some home runs were hit. The Irvin Santana complaining made me laugh because I don't know if you saw the couple of bombs that Greg yeah. Bird hit off of them, but they weren't cheap ones. No, they weren't. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I could see that Perez in, in Fenway. It would be a good place for him to hit. Um, who else you got? I always like John Jaso as a, a nice bargain pick. Uh, kind of like, uh, your pickup of Cervelli, high floor guy. Uh, he's up against Colin McHugh today. Um, not, not a terribly awesome matchup, but a guy that he can get some hits off of. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay. How about, uh, first base? Where would you be going? I have, let me count this up, 12 names. There's 12 names that I think you can use today. All right, let's run down those quick. I'll give you a thumbs up, thumbs down, or let you know if they're on my list. Yeah, Uh, Paul Goldschmidt against John Lamb. Yes. Cincinnati, I don't think you can pass on that. (laughs) Good park, yeah, against the lefty, bad bullpen, absolutely. 
Anthony Rizzo against Fultonevich. Yes, real bad against lefties. I'm gonna I'm gonna look up again what his OPS is now against lefties. But yeah, yes. Okay. Go ahead. While you're doing that, Miguel Cabrera against uh, Mar- Martin Perez. Yes, righty on lefty again. Perfect. Chris Davis versus Tyler Duffy. Um, I had it down. There's no reason not to like it. Do you like Tyler Duffy at all? He he's fine. Yeah. I I don't like him at Camden Yards. I can tell you that much. And yeah. his uh his command in his first two outings has not impressed me at all. Yeah. I know he he either one hit or two hit uh, his opponent last week, but still, there's worrying signs in his profile. Yeah. Uh, Brandon Belt versus Charlie Morton. Yeah, I had that. Charlie Morton, I sometimes kind of like against yeah, righties, but he's so bad against lefties, though. Exactly. So that's good for Brandon Belt. Um, Mike Fultonevich, uh, in his career, allowed a 977 OPS to lefties. This year, marginally, barely better, 956. He's also allowed 850 to righties. He's just, he's struggling, for yeah. sure. Yeah, that's worth of, pointing out that his career has not extended too far beyond this year. Yeah, yeah, no, just barely. I was like, maybe it was. It's been this year, but now he just can't get lefties right now. Uh, throws hard enough that I could see him figuring things out one day, but right now, yeah, go for it. Go ahead and take uh, take lefties against him. I like Anthony Rizzo. Uh, like with Salvador Perez, uh, Kendris Morales against Wade Miley. Uh, oh. Same thing. You got that green monster in play, and mm-hmm. Morales is a guy who. Uh, Powers dwindled slightly, uh, but he can definitely pop a couple off the wall. Prince Fielder and Mitch Moreland versus Alfredo Simon. Yep. Homer-prone guy these days. Uh, always good to chase those. Albert Pujols versus Jose Quintana. Yep. Righty on lefty also. Yep. Uh, platoon advantage. Pujols hasn't been terribly hot lately, uh, so maybe not as exciting as some of these other picks. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't mind Carlos Santana at Yankee Stadium against Ivan Nova. Okay. Yeah, Ivanova's been pretty okay since he came back. Yeah. You know, he's been fine. There's some issues with his peripherals. Uh, I think his swinging strike rates down, walk rate might be up. I don't have it in front of me. Yeah. Uh, but it the the bottom line was the peripherals kind of read more as a 4.0, 4.20 ERA rather than what he's at now, which is I think around three four. Mm-hmm. Also, Pedro Alvarez against Jake Peavy. Uh, just swing a really hot stick. Uh, if you can get him at third base, that would be better, obviously. But first base on uh, Vanville. Yeah. And then uh, Greg Bird hit two home runs yesterday. Uh, he's up against our homer-prone pitcher today. Don't see why he can't do the same if they put him in the lineup. Yeah, we're still trying to figure out what Greg Bird exactly will be. I saw him in the Arizona Fall League, and even his minor league numbers, I he's not a top prospect. I don't see him no. like... You know, he he can hit, but I don't know that he's going to come up and be a 30-homer guy ever, you know. But who knows? You know, funny things happen in Yankee Stadium. Um, yeah. As, as we saw yesterday, you know, I don't think he's necessarily going to be a bust. I don't know. I'm not rushing out with my number one waiver wire pick to grab him or anything. But uh, in DFS, you just need to make sure he's in the lineup today. And if he is, uh, there's stuff to stuff to be had there. So you would not be crazy for picking him again against the Twins. So. Yeah, I'm I'm not incredibly bullish about him either. Uh, one thing I will say, he's two thousand dollars on DraftKings, which is their minimum. Yeah. Uh, excellent bargain if you're trying to get a couple aces into the lineup today. And there's some good ones to pick from. Uh, yeah. So, and Bird's definitely much better than a two thousand dollar player. Yeah. However, yeah. you want to cut it. 
Yeah, pardon me, not against the Twins today, the Indians today. Right, right, right. But still, uh, very capable. Yeah, and usually not where you want to go cheap at first base, but like you said, when it's that cheap, you know, it's still a good matchup, it's hard. You could save a lot of money there mm-hmm. uh, on a guy that is still very capable of, of leaving the yard. Um, yeah, I, you pretty well got everybody ahead. I wrote Justin Bohr against Jerome Williams. That'd be fine. Yeah, that's a fine one. I don't know why you'd like it, particularly more than any of the others, but it, it'd be yeah. okay too. That's the only name I had you didn't. Um, okay. What about a uh, second base? Uh, second base is also a little crowded for me. Not nearly as so. Uh, D Gordon against Williams. Mm-hmm. Uh, our standard hope he gets multiple hits and steals some bases. Yep. Pick. And I've uh, I've started to say Derek Dietrich every time you say D Gordon. Also yep. an option. I have him in my third base pool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's eligible a few places, but I, I like him all right too. I like Jason Kipnis at Yankee Stadium against Nova. Yes. Yeah, I can see that for sure. That is, now that he's back, there's like actually some more options to take uh, in Cleveland. I like uh, Anthony Rendon against Johan Flan at uh, Coors Field. Yes. Uh, in Coors Field. Yep. Uh, to an advantage, not too much more to ask for. Yeah, I wrote him at third because I just had less options at third. <laughs> but, uh, but yes, second or third for sure. Uh, Ian Kinsler has platoon advantage against Martin Perez. Mm-hmm. That's no another that. solid one. Uh, not not a super high ceiling. Uh, a little disappointing this year, but he's played more normally uh, recently. Mm-hmm. He even had a five hit day the other day, so uh, yeah. some That's... recency in his favor. I like Jonathan Scope against Tyler Duffy. Scope's just uh, hitting really well since returning from disabled list. Uh, mm-hmm. Showing good signs before uh, he was hurt too. Uh, it's too bad he missed so much of the season. Uh, symptoms of a breakout. Uh, play here yeah uh, well n- no matter how the seasons ends i think we'll have some doubt over the off season yeah uh, to talk about <laughs> yeah i like him though he definitely made my list can do well there for sure uh, a few lower end options in my opinion uh ben zobrist uh, he's actually not cheap but i look at him as more as a high floor low ceiling pick against miley yeah uh, and he likes to hit back days yeah just another guy could plink that uh, green monster today yeah, he's a yeah, he's a switch hitter, but he prefers lefties. And Wade Miley continues to be not that great, and the Red Sox bullpen is not great. So, yeah, I actually had Zobrist on my list too. Uh, Rugnet Odor's co- cooled down a little bit, but he gets Alfredo Simon today, uh, so he can swing for those home runs maybe. Mm-hmm. And then uh, last one I have uh, Cesar Hernandez against Brad Hand. Uh, Hernandez actually has much better swing from the right side of the plate. Yeah, uh, so he can do a little more damage. Yep, I actually also had him at third base, which is maybe where he's going to be playing now instead of Michael Franco. Again, because my third base list is going to be a little smaller. But uh, I like him for sure against Brad Hand there. Um, I also have Neil Walker against Jake Mm -hmm. Peavy. There's nothing exciting about that at all, but he's capable. I also had uh, Chris Coughlin against Mike Fultonovich. Again, just Chris Coughlin's not exciting, but... When the pitcher's allowing a 950 OPS to lefties, uh, kind of like, oh, you're left-handed and you get to match up against them, you'll be okay. <laughs> I think that just pick any Cubs lefty that you halfway like. I could see Coglin doing okay. And just Coglin, mostly an outfielder, but could qualify at second base. And if he does, uh, makes that a little more attractive for sure. Um, how about third base? Again, I had Cesar Hernandez and Anthony Rendon. Uh, who else did you have there? Uh, you mentioned Dietrich as part of the second base crew. I have him at third against Williams. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely like that one. Uh, there's a few nice top of the list options that peters out a little bit. Uh, Manny Machado against Duffy. Uh, Machado's fantastic season. Uh, full breakout. No one's doubting the talent there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's a pretty safe pick any day you want to take him. Yeah, uh, might have to pay for it, but he's pretty yeah, damn good. you're going to have to pay for it. Uh, one issue, and uh, often we just bring this up at the end, but uh, Baltimore's anywhere between a 60 and 80% storm risk today. Yeah. Uh, so definitely keep an eye on that. Uh, the weather report I looked at earlier made it look like once it starts to rain and they put the cover on the field, the game's over. Yeah. So... Keep keep an eye on it. Uh, maybe it'll clear up a little bit, and you can use the game. Uh, but definitely a risky pick. Yeah, we're recording uh, in the morning, so it's yeah. hard to say what it's gonna you know look like at game time. But that might be a stay away. Can't declare it a stay away now, but it might be by the time right. it uh, gets there. Yeah. Uh, that same game, uh, Miguel Sano against uh, Miguel Gonzalez. Yeah. Uh, Gonzalez is a fly ball pitcher with a high home run to fly ball ratio. I usually don't see the two of those together, and that makes him risky play at his home park, and uh, Sano obviously has a ton of power. Yeah, he's another one of those guys that's come up and has not disappointed. It's been pretty darn good, so I could see him already as an option. Uh, Another successful rookie, Chris Bryant against Fulton Evich. He mentioned the lefties killing him. Uh, He also mentioned the righties aren't doing so bad either. Yeah. Uh, I think you can just take a cub stack and be pretty happy with it today. Yep. Yep, and most of the Atlanta bullpen's not that great either, so go nuts. Yep. Yeah. I, I like Todd Frazier against Patrick Corbin. I yeah. also like Patrick Corbin. Yeah. Uh, but Frazier, big power play. Um, yeah. Hasn't hit too many home runs recently. Yeah. Uh, but the game is in Cincinnati. And he loves to hit lefties. That's a, that's a righty on lefty right. thing there, for sure. Absolutely. Um, did you have, I had, uh, Matt Duffy against Charlie Morton. I usually like lefties against Morton, like we said. But uh, Duffy has preferred to hit righties so far. That'd be okay. It's yeah. not great. Again, Charlie Morton's usefulness is getting out righties, so you'd prefer a lefty there. But I don't think he'd be crazy to take Matt Duffy. Yeah, that the rest of those are, are guys I had on my list also. Um, anybody else, or is that a good rundown for you? I have a couple others that I think are solid plays today. Uh, Nick Castellanos against Martin Perez. We talked about him at the outset a little bit. Uh powers up and it looks sustainable to uh, at least me and Dan Farnsworth. Mm-hmm. Uh, take that with whatever grains of salt you want to take it with. Sure. Uh, but uh, seems like a decent power play today. Perez is just okay against right-handed, pitch- or right-handed hitters. Yeah. And then uh, a couple of Yankees you could try too. Uh, Alex Rodriguez and Chase Headley against Josh Tomlin. Yep. I don't have a problem with that at all. Um, okay. What about at shortstop? Where are you going? Uh, not too many options that I liked at shortstop. Uh, Ian Desmond at Coors Field uh, against Johan Flond. Like that one just fine. Uh, yeah. Being a Coors Field game and Desmond's looked more like his normal self lately. Yes, he has. Uh, he He's done it just long enough for the prices to adjust, so you're going to have to pay full price to get it. I also like Xander Bogarts against Danny Duffy. Bogarts likes left-handed hit pitchers. He likes fly ball pitchers. Uh, mm-hmm. Duffy is both. Uh, so good day to take him at Fenway Park. Yep, yep, he's very capable. He's, he's I mean, he hasn't hit a ton of home runs, I think we've talked no. about him, but he's been very capable at the plate. Yep, he's a, he's a high floor guy who also has a high ceiling. That's always nice to get a combination. Yeah, 
I had uh, Brandon Crawford against Charlie Morton. Again, it's a lefty okay, yeah. on a lefty on the on Morton is what you want there. Kind of like not nearly as exploitable as Fultonevich, but but that kind of idea. Do you like? We've talked about it before, and it's you, you got to squint a little bit to like it. But um, Nick Ahmed against John Lamb. Uh, I feel like Nick Ahmed's talent is hitting lefties, and that's about it. I think it's okay because of the ballpark that's also in play there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I could see the he, D-backs scoring runs. Yeah, he, he's been pretty cold lately. He's, and I, that's, uh, he's that, not great. Yeah, that, that always scares me off. There was that run uh, maybe a month ago where he was getting a few multi-hit games in a row, uh, starting to look like maybe he was going to break out a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, just kind of regressed back into uh, mediocrity. Yeah. And uh, he hasn't done too much since then. I don't trust him hitting righties very much at all, but I think yeah. he can hit lefties. Yeah. He's a viable pun. Yeah. It's, it's not exciting by any means, but uh, I could see him being part of a stack and getting some hits, uh, doing okay against John Lamb. Um, anybody else you have at shortstop? Uh, Eugenio Suarez against uh, Pat Corbin. Okay. Uh, yeah. He's nice offense first, shortstop, decent power. Uh, Gets plenty of hits. Situation's pretty good for him. He's got the platoon advantage. He's got his home park. Hmm. Uh, not too much more to really bank on there, nor do you really need it. And then uh, Jung Ho Gun against Jake Peavy. Uh, True. Just a hittable veteran against yeah. Gun. Yep, no problem with Gun. He's become one of those guys you can... I mean, you prefer him against lefties, but he can right. just hit. So don't have a problem with that at all. Okay, um, how about outfield? Is your list as long as mine? Oh, I'm sure it is. I'll I'll hop on a couple picks and turn it over to you. Okay. Uh, there's the Nationals outfield. Uh, Bryce Harper, even though he doesn't have the platoon advantage, yeah. uh, still uh, you're gonna have a Rockies bullpen in that game pretty early, and they're bad. Yeah. Uh, and also Jason Worth and Michael Taylor. Uh, yes. They will have the platoon advantage, and situation looks good for them. Michael Taylor is such a weird player. Uh, he, yes, he, is. <laughs> he, I didn't realize this. I'm going to go look it up now also. He has been bad at the plate. He's been not good. He is For hitting part, yes. 240, 286, 372. It's mm-hmm. for a 658 OPS. Been got a lot of outs. That said, he has, did you know this? 10 homers and 15 steals. Yeah, he's, uh, he's very good for the traditional fantasy leagues where he's posting basically, uh, three or four category performance, uh, just missing the average in OPP, uh, that, depending on what your league uses. That blew me away. I, I mean, that's a lot. I knew he had some pop and some speed, but and 385 plate appearances, like, I don't think he's going to keep that up. And the comparison I made, so he's being a better fantasy player than a real-life player, the comparison I made was uh, Mike Cameron, who was never, you know, mm-hmm. a great on-base guy, but he still hit homers and stole bases for that low average, you know. So, uh, Michael Taylor has my attention, but there's flaws there, and I'm also just not sure I trust the power. That said, he's going to Colorado. That's a great matchup for him, and he is right-handed, so, uh, I could see him there against Flande. It's just, sorry, he's just an interesting player to me. Not a guy that I love necessarily, just interesting, because I had no idea he was doing, you know, 10 homers, 15 steals, and only been caught three times, so... There's upside there. And it's Colorado, so go for it. Yeah, who else you got? 
try the entire Yankees outfield. Uh, mm-hmm. Jacoby Ellsbury, Brett Gardner, and Carlos Beltran's hot too. Yep. Uh, up against Josh Tomlin. Uh, yep. Again, homer prone pitcher. Uh, guy who I like at the right ballpark and Yankee Stadium is just not it. Uh, flip side of that matchup, uh, Michael Brantley seems like an easy pick against Ivan Nova. Yep. And uh, Abraham Almonte costs 2000 on DraftKings. And Almonte's not really a good hitter. Uh, he's also batting fifth for the Indians, so he's in a good situation. Yeah. And just no cost on DraftKings, like I mentioned. You're going to get a guy who can steal bases when he reaches. Uh, that Yankee Stadium porch will give him a chance at a home run. Uh, for his price, I think... Uh, pretty much a value play today yeah i could see that for sure again kind of like castellanos maybe not as talented but just in a good batting position you know yeah um and in a good park yeah uh who else you got you could also try the red sox outfield which i guessed at mookie betts rusni castillo and hanley ramirez today uh could see mm-hmm. jackie bradley too uh, all up against danny duffy and uh, most of those guys like fly ball pitchers uh, and they like hitting lefties. Yep, yep, I could see that. I like those. Um, where else are you going? Anybody else jump off the page to you? Uh, there's plenty. I'll, I'll do one more mini stack, and then I'll turn it over to you let you pick up a few names. Okay. Uh, J.D. Martinez and Rajai Davis against Martin Perez. Okay, yeah, I, I have them both. I, I like that, especially against lefties. And like you said, Martin Perez has been nothing that exciting. He's, he's a guy I like, wanted to take a look at when he came up, you know, when he came back, but hasn't been that impressive, you know, so I could see that. Um, do you like Lorenzo Kane against Wade Miley? I do, a lot. That's an excellent matchup today. Uh, Kane obviously costs, but if you can fit him in, uh, great situation for him. Yep. Yeah, I also like uh, Marlon Bird against your boy Patrick Corbin, and I like yep. Patrick Corbin. I like this matchup for Corbin if he can avoid the two big right-handed bats in the Reds lineup, which are Bird and Todd Frazier. And yeah, as long as I can, agree. And I guess Yanni as far as, but, you know, I, I, I like Corbin, though. So that's not a stack I love, but, but a few hitters I like. Um, I have Gregory Polanco against Chick Peavy. Uh, Gregory mm-hmm. Polanco has, has been better lately. And even when he's been bad, he's still been running. You know, he's kind of a frustrating guy. One of those that also came up and looked good and then has kind of settled in and not being great. So PS is up to 721 on the year and he has 20 steals and seven homers. You know, he's on pace to still put up decent numbers like that and just not as impressive at the plate. So I could see him doing just fine against, uh, against Jake Peavy. Also, I have Gregor Blanco against Charlie Morton. That's just picking another lefty, and Gregor Blanco's going to get his share of playing time down the stretch. And he has a little bit of pop and definitely has speed, and he can hit. He's one of those pretty competent fourth outfielders that now has an opportunity. And Charlie Morton, yeah, struggles against lefties. So I could see that being okay. Um, Adam Jones gets Tyler Duffy. Do you like mm-hmm. that at all? I do, and uh, Gerardo Perra as well. Yeah. They could both be just fine against that Twins bullpen that is not inspiring, especially with Glenn Perkins and his neck hurting, you know. It's made him cold. Uh, there's there's runs to be had there. Um, I also had A.J. Pollock against John Lamb. Yep. If you like that D-back stack, that's going to be just fine uh, going to Cincinnati. And A.J. Pollock's a big part of that. Um, good righty on lefty there. 
And the last two names I wrote down, uh, Mike Trout has Jose Quintana. It's a no-brainer there. You're going to pay for it, but there's no reason not to be excited about it. If you go to build your stack and you realize you can shuffle around and have the money for it, uh, go nuts. Yeah, righty on lefty. Not that Trout needs the help. He'll be fine there. And Adam Eaton gets Nick Tropiano. Nick Tropiano is an interesting pitcher. Not a lot of experience, but it's been okay when he's been up. But uh, Adam Eaton's been a little bit better. So it's not exciting. There's a lot of options. I don't know why you would end up with Adam Eaton, but I also don't think you'd be crazy if you did, um, taking him against Nick Tropiano. Um, any other outfielders that you feel need to be mentioned? Sure. Uh, I have a couple more. Uh, moving back to Mike Trout for a second. Uh, his price tags dropped lately, mm-hmm. uh, kind of inexplicably. Uh, 4500 on FanDuel, which is in the great player, but not... Uh, super elite category, mm-hmm. uh, right around where AJ Pollock's running, actually. And then DraftKings, he's even relatively more cheaper at forty seven hundred. Uh, same price as Brett Gardner, mm-hmm. uh, less than Adam Jones and Michael Brantley. Uh, he's <laughs> he's such a bargain when he comes into contact with other hitters because he's so much better than everyone else. Yeah, yeah. There's no even when he oh he's been a little bit cold. Like I don't care. Like yeah, he's no. <laughs> he's capable of being the best hitter every day, so yeah, I like that for sure. As uh, for uh, remaining options, uh, did you mention Dexter Fowler and Jorge Soler against Fultonevich? I did not. Um, Dexter Fowler prefers to hit lefties, but right. you know what? Fultonevich is so bad that there's not many Cubs that I wouldn't be in on, so I, I'd be fine with that. And they're, they're also both guys who show up on that ground ball fly ball report. Fultonevich is a fly ball guy. They both like fly ball guys. Yeah. Uh, I would not have a problem with that at all. Yeah. And a couple twins, uh, just to point out, uh, Eddie Rosario is a nice under the radar guy who can, mm-hmm. uh, fill in, be a nice punt or patch on, in a traditional league. And then Byron Buxton's back. Yes, he and is. He was hitting very well in AAA before uh, getting recalled. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, Aaron Hicks is out as a result. Yeah. It, you don't want to celebrate a guy getting hurt, but you're like, hey, Byron Buxton's back, though. Uh, worth keeping an eye on. I don't know what to expect from Buxton right now. Uh, I think your best hope is some stolen bases, but there's a lot of talent there, for sure. Um, Eddie Rosario's been weird, and I don't know if you've noticed this, he, he's been good overall. I do like him. He's worth paying attention to. He has a 963 OPS at home at Target Field and a 527, 521 OPS away from Target Field. And we notice home road a lot with pitchers, but what in the world do you make of such a huge split for a hitter like that? And it's not like it's Coors Field. It's, you know, Target Field's a bit of a pitcher's park. Do you have any clue? Do you just gotta uh... chalk it up to sample size? It's about 40 games in each. Without information about him as, I'll say, a person, yeah. uh, I'd have to probably call that sample size. Uh, it's, it's possible, uh, you know, some guys that just can't control themselves on the road, they have to go party and do yeah. this and that. We all just kind of assume that, you know, these guys are gifted, they make so much money, uh, why would you, you know, affect your performance by yeah. going out and staying out till four in the morning after games and or mm-hmm. later even with some players. Yeah. Uh, some of these guys just can't help themselves. They do it, even yeah. though it'll affect their earnings. That's a that's a possible explanation. I don't think we're ready to assume yeah, that that's, at all. Yeah, that's just but. 
saying it's something that some players do. I'm not saying that's something knows, Rosario though? does. Uh, Who obviously, knows? I have no information about it. It's been, I just, yeah, I don't know that there's anything to pull from this. And so he's on the road today, which the numbers would say, oh, stay away from him. He's bad on the road. I don't know that that's true. Like, it's just, it's a weird home run split for a hitter, you know. Uh, again, it makes a lot more sense to me for pitchers, but yeah, just wanted to point that out, even though I would still take Rosario. I would ignore it and go with them. So, yeah. Um, anybody else you got before we get to pitchers? I think we can move along. Uh, okay. There's a few more names, but we don't need to mention everyone with a decent matchup. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so where do you start with uh, pitchers, though? Where would you think of going, uh, picking there? I've whittled my list down to five names. There's definitely more that you can look at today and say, oh, this is a guy I can start. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would prefer to, personally, to do one of the three aces or a couple kind of mid-tier guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll start with them, uh, Patrick Corbin being one of them. Uh, we talked about a few Reds guys who match up well against him. Uh, the park's obviously a challenge. Corbin looked very sharp in his last outing. Uh, yeah. seemed to have all of his stuff in, in order. Uh, it's a good sign that he'll probably continue to pitch well uh, through the rest of the season. Uh, he could still get dinged just because you know his opponent has some talent and a good position uh, park to hit in. Uh, still a high ceiling guy. Could could be one of the best pitchers of the day. Yeah, and I like the D-backs to score runs in Cincinnati, too. Mm-hmm. Yep. I also like Nick Tropiano a lot uh, mm-hmm. against the White Sox. Uh, another kind of decent offense. This one's in L.A., so uh, pitcher park uh, in his favor. Uh, he's got good stuff. Uh, can strike out about a batter per inning at his best. Uh, controls the walks. Uh, a little bit hittable, and that's where he runs into trouble when he does... Uh, Still a fairly decent ceiling for his price. Uh, he's a bargain on both sites, uh, especially on FanDuel, where I think he's 5600 mm-hmm. And on DraftKings, he's 6000 Yeah, and the White Sox have been better, but I'm still not that worried about him. You know? yeah. So, yeah, I, I like that for sure. And the others I'm looking at, they're just the aces of the day. Chris Archer against the Astros, um, high-variance offense. Uh, he had a little trouble with the Rangers last week. Uh, Astros could give him a similar fit, or maybe he'll just strike out 12 or 13 of them. Yeah, he has a, that's, is that the highest ceiling of the day? Yeah, he's, he's probably highest ceiling play of the day. There's a little more floor than I'd like from the most expensive pitcher, and he is most expensive on both sites. Yeah. It's a decent GPP play if you're feeling good about a bunch of bargain picks. Yeah. Uh, I, a little more concerned about from a cash game perspective, just because Jake Arrieta has a fantastic matchup. Yeah, I, uh, I feel like easy win. Yeah, we're going to talk about Arrieta and Archer are the two ones. You know, the, they're the best ones. I feel like there's just more variance in Archer, but also more ceiling because he gets Houston. I think if there's a pitcher today that can strike out 15, it's Archer, and I don't think he will, but I think he's the one with the chance to do it. You know, whereas Arietta has a bit of a safer matchup. You know, he gets Atlanta, and what he's got to look out for Freddie Freeman. Freddie Freeman's back. That's worth noting. But past True. that, like I'm not what Nick Swisher. Like I'm, I'm not worried <laughs> about it. Arietta is going to do really well. I think he's safer than Archer, and his ceiling's still pretty high. I don't think Archer's going to be way better than him. You know, yep, just exactly. just some more strikeout potential there. Yeah. Um, One note about Arietta in general, he seems to have 
pretty much every game I watched, he'll have maybe a five batter streak where he looks like on the ropes and then he'll turn it around and he'll be back in shape. Uh, if he ever gets to an outing without that, he could easily throw a no hitter. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, gotta look out for those little patches of, uh, rough performance. He's been pretty darn good. People keep yeah. talking about how he's like kind of an unsung ace since he's been a cub, you know. Yeah, he, he's absolutely an ace. Best pitcher on their staff by far. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. John so, Lister's a good guy, but n- yeah. not holding a candle to Arietta. Yeah, if you can afford Arietta or Archer, they're the, the top picks here. Um, you mentioned Corbin, you mentioned Tropiano. I like them too as cheaper guys. Um, if you want to fade on Archer, I don't think you're crazy to take McHugh against the Rays either. Mm-hmm. I think the worst thing about that matchup it. is that he has to face off against Archer. Um, but the Rays don't really hit righties and Colin McHugh has solid peripherals. He's had, you know, ERA problems a little bit, but I could see him having a just fine start against the Rays. They just don't hit righties. Um, so I, I don't mind that. That would be a fade. That would be more of a GPP thing, just hoping everybody went with Archer and then he gets blown up. You could do well with McHugh there. Uh, if, if that breaks that way, there's points to be had if you bet against it, I feel like. And then I wrote down Miguel Gonzalez against the Twins just because they don't hit righties that well. He's not that inspiring, though. It's a good matchup, but I'm not... If you're a Miguel Gonzalez guy, I could see him doing fine. Would you right. agree? Yeah, I, I do. Uh, he's he's a guy who walks that fine line between uh, start and exploit in my daily grind column. Mm-hmm. Uh, some weeks I have him going as a starter. Sometimes I'm targeting him as an exploit. I'm looking at him slightly more as an exploit against the Twins, uh, who I think have a, a little bit of sneaky talent and power. Uh, yeah. Also, we mentioned the rain. Uh, it's a bigger deal with pitchers. Yes. Uh, just because uh, once they're... You know, sitting down for more than 20 minutes, uh, you start seeing performance really shoot down. Yeah. Uh, That's probably enough to keep me away from him. But yeah, you would not be shocked at all, though, if like he goes six scoreless against the Twins, though. No, no, it wouldn't be shocking at all. Yeah. They're, they have the potential to not score runs for sure. Um, okay. Any other pitchers stick out to you? Uh, I think we might as well talk about Max Scherzer. Uh, We probably avoided him because of course field. Yep. the one thing to say about him in his favor, his repertoire is a elite four-seam fastball. It's an elite slider and a good changeup. Uh, all those pitchers perform fine at Coors Field. Uh, they aren't the type that really get hammered. Uh, it's uh, sinkers and curveballs that really suffer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you, you got a repertoire that works at the park. You got a Rockies lineup that's okay. It's fine. Uh, and then you have uh, an opposing pitcher who the Nationals should score a few runs off of, uh, give him a good lead. Uh, so if you're looking to get an ace that's not too popular tonight, I think Scherzer uh, is a viable play. I could see that. Yeah, not thrilling, but more of a strategic play. Right. Yeah, more of a, a lot of people aren't going with him. And if Archer, you know, there aren't that many other aces. So if Arietta and Archer happen to not have good games, you might be at the top of the mountain there <laughs> in one way or another. Yeah. Um, anybody else that you like? Uh, I think that about covers it. Yeah. There, there's options there, just like at every position. Great. Well, uh, Brad, you got anything else before we get out of here? Uh, that, that's probably it for me. Okay. Uh, we talked about the rain game. If you, uh, I guess I should probably plug our uh, Sabersim tool on Fangraphs. Yes. Uh, it's uh, interesting. I'm 
as part of my daily grind, I'm reviewing a couple of their picks every day. Uh, one that I like, one that I don't like. Uh, today I don't like uh, their expectations for... Let me pull it up here. Yeah, today I don't like their expectations for Brad Hand, who they call their sixth best pitcher. Yeah. Uh, mostly on a projection for about seven innings pitched. Uh, he doesn't really do that. Uh, rarely lasts that deep into a game. And I know the Phillies aren't a good offense. Uh, I know they're a team that anybody should be able to exploit. But Hand doesn't really show uh, an ability to dominate weaker offenses mm-hmm. like some pitchers do. He's just kind of random game to game. He's more of an effectively wild type pitcher, so yeah. he might do fine, uh, might blow up and throw three innings, but I don't think he gets to seven too often. Okay. He's not inspiring at all, even against the Phillies. It's hard to be excited about Brad and. I agree. Yeah, well, Brad is on Twitter at baseball eighteen, and I'm on Twitter at HigginsFOS, and we always like to hear your questions. Sometimes I get questions and I pass them off to you. out of respect because i'm like i don't know the answer to that but brad might but um yeah we we like to hear from you guys uh with podcast feedback and just your fantasy questions some people i don't know if they feel bad or they're really gracious when you answer you know fantasy questions and i'm like you're just asking my opinion and i can talk fantasy all day you know i can talk (laughs) fantasy so much that i started a podcast to do it every day so when somebody's like hey what do you think about my fantasy team i'm like sure you know, like, here, here's what I think. Yeah, it's, the opinions are free, you know. Why yeah. Not? We're just, I, yeah, I'm just, just talking fantasy. I get a lot of, uh, tweets saying, I can pick one of these three players. Which one should I do? And my answer is always, those are three good guys. And then I kind of list reasons or scenarios where you would use each of those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Twitter's not a great medium for those pick em type, uh, questions. That's very true. It's it's a it's a tough format. For the, it has its pros and its cons, but uh, there are times where I don't know. Have you ever tried to get in an argument on Twitter? I get about <laughs> halfway through one tweet of like, "This is what I think," and I am all of a sudden like, "Oh, you have thirty characters left," and I'm like, "Oh, I'm just getting started," and I just hit like delete. I'm like, forget it. Like, I don't. I'm not getting into it. I don't care anymore. Uh, it's just not a good place for discourse. Um, it's good for a lot of things. I love Twitter, but, but not for discourse. So yeah, that's, that's pretty funny. All right. Well, yeah. Anyway, if you don't want to argue with us, but you just want our short answers on fantasy stuff, hit us up on Twitter, um, at baseball, a team at Higgins FOS. And yeah, hope you guys have made the hop over to the new stream with us this week. Everything's so far so good. Um, if you enjoy the show, go pop on over to iTunes, leave us a appropriate rating. Um, an honest rating, and uh, we can get some reviews going over there on our own uh, new iTunes page as well. Um, that should do it for us. I'll be back tomorrow with Matt before we head off with uh, the weekend. So good luck with your stacks, and we'll talk to you then. Thank you for listening to the Field of Streams podcast. For more fantasy baseball analysis, visit Fangraphs.com slash fantasy, or follow us on Twitter at Rotographs.